0: I am the genie of the podcast, and you get one wish. Oh, that's an easy one. I wish their Discord server was free to join. Wish granted. That's right. You guys and gals asked for it, and we did it. Our Discord server is now free to join. That's right. You get to come be a part of the best gaming community out there. You'll find the link in the episode description and over on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. We do definitely still need your support, all right? So if you love the podcast, if you love what we're doing, and you are just thinking to yourself, this is awesome, I really want to support these guys, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. That's where you can help support the show. You do get some awesome perks, but more importantly, you get our eternal gratitude. All right, now enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on our Discord server.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are here to bring a clean, family-friendly podcast to you, dedicated to all things gaming. Today, we have a great show for you guys. Today is Thursday, which means it's time for This Week in Gaming. Woo! And I am your host, Paul. And with me, there are no strings to hold him down, to make him fret, or make him frown. It's Josh. I am the greatest gamer ever. That was, that was, that was my nose the, the listeners can't see. Josh's nose just grew five sizes bigger. I was gonna do my creepy Pinocchio voice, but that might be weird. Uh believe it or not, there is a Pinocchio game coming out, but that'll be coming up a little bit later. But that's why we had to pull out a Pinocchio reference. You know, for the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, we'd ask you guys to please consider to support the show. You can head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. You can pledge starting at $5 a month to help fund the show. And you can also find us on all social media at MultiplayerPod. Also, make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, leave us a review, and we just might read your review on an upcoming show. All right, so Josh, this week in gaming... You know, lately we've been giving the people an update on what we've been playing personally. You know, games when we have our free time to ourselves. Yep. I believe you finished up Subnautica. Is that correct? I did. I beat Subnautica Below
0: Zero yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I maybe maybe Friday, but yeah, I just recently beat it. It was a it was a solid game, man. I have a few issues with it. I, I don't know that we have time to get into it. Like, it's definitely not the original Subnautica. But it's, like, it's a solid, like, 7 out of
1: 10, you know? Doesn't Uh, rise to quite the same heights, but it's fine as a poor man's Subnautica.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Like, it was $29. It's, like, I don't regret it at all. Like, it was great to be back in that world. I I beat it. I kind of was getting to the point where I was ready to beat it. You know, like, okay, like, I'm kind of ready to be done with this game. So, it, 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 it didn't overstay its welcome. It's like that guess, like, when you have a party... And you say, yeah. hey, this party's from 4 to 8, and 8 <laughs> o'clock rolls around. And they're like, all right, guys, we're going to head out. And then you're like, awesome. Like, <laughs> I didn't have to like, kick it out the door you know, or any of that. So it worked out well.
1: Which is funny you mentioned, because just the other day, we were talking about how some of our friends don't know how to kick people out after oh, a party. Man. And they've ended up with people staying the night, because they don't know how to just ask, Dude, hey, me. guys, this party's over.
0: <laughs> if we're friends, I got no issues saying, hey, that was a lot of fun. You got to go now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, boundaries are good. Boundaries are an important part of of adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool that you finished up Subnautica. I have not yet finished Mass Effect 1 going through the Legendary Edition, but I'm almost done with the first game. I actually went through all the DLC. I am about to launch the final mission, so that's pretty neat. And then I'll be jumping into Mass Effect 2, so I still have no shortage. That's the nice thing with this game. I've got all three to run through, so I'm, I'm almost a third done.
0: Now, I got to ask you something, because this is one change that they made in the Mass Effect series, the the Mako, right? That's the ship where you land on the planet, and then you drive around, and you look for minerals and stuff like that, right? Yes. Now, they took that away in the second one.
1: Right. The second one is where you just scan the planets, and then you shoot out the probes.
0: Now, do you like the landing on the planet and driving around and finding stuff, or did you like just scanning a planet and calling it done?
1: To be honest... I really hated Mass Effect 2 just scanning the planets. That, to me, never made any sense. I was a huge fan of the
0: Mako, man.
1: I was, too. Because you get to go to these different planets that have different atmospheres and colors. And you get to go fight different types of aliens. And you read journal entries. And some of those are really neat side quests. Yeah. Like, you find a dead body... And then you find out that it was actually that a group of terrorists had planted a distress signal right next to the lair of a worm. And it's like, oh, like these are the bad guys luring the good guys out with the fake distress call. That's really neat. The second one, why am I just scanning and then shooting a probe? I, to me, it made sense to do the Mako or don't do anything.
0: See, I'm with you a hundred percent. And I know there's people that got tired of just driving around this little planet with the Mako and hoping to find something. But for me, that added so much. It was almost like a little mini, like side game almost. And I just remember like finding, sometimes you'd find these like legendary deposits, or like you said, these cool little quests or these hidden factories or whatever. And I just thought that was great. And when they took it away, I was like, man, that was one of the things I really enjoyed about Mass Effect 1. So since you're actually playing it, I was curious what your thoughts were on it.
1: Yeah, it makes it feel much more open world. There's more exploration in Mass Effect 1. 2 yep. and 3 are much more linear. Yeah, yep,
0: I agree 100%. So, okay, good. Good to know I'm not uh, all by myself there.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm with you completely. So, yeah, I think I'll finish that one up here in the next couple of days, and then I'll move straight into Mass Effect 2 and keep my Paragon Shepard going. He He's a good guy.
0: Goody, goody. <laughs> all
1: right, so <laughs> this week... There were actually quite a few news stories that were pretty interesting. Why don't you take the reins here with this first one, Josh? We wanted to talk a little bit about Overwatch 2.
0: Ooh, well, I mean, lots of Overwatch 2 news coming out this last week. Um, They finally demoed, like, two hours of gameplay. They had a lot of information that they were talking about, uh, you know, some of the changes. That I mean, they showed a couple of the maps, and it's like, dude, I get, like, I don't get excited about new maps, Maybe that's right. just me. I, I, I don't know why. There's enough maps. And honestly, I really only want to play like
1: four maps in
0: Overwatch anyway.
1: So, <laughs> Nepal every time I'd right, be fine. <laughs> yes.
0: Give me, yeah. Give me Nepal, the, the, uh, Lijiang Gardens or whatever uh, it Lijiang is. Tower. Lijiang. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, like give me those maps and I'm super happy. But, you know, so they showed off a few maps. Eh, like, okay, that's fine. They didn't show the new character. They didn't really show off a lot of the stuff that you really wanted to see. But man, they dropped the bombshell. Yeah. That they are reducing the team size in Overwatch from 6v6 to 5v5. And the format for that is going to be one tank, two DPS, and two healers. So they're dropping off a tank from the team comps. And that's a, that's a shocker, man.
1: It really is going to completely change how groups work and who plays what role. I mean, you and I have hated double shields for years. Oh, absolutely. The The Rhine combo is effective. It works well. We've done it many times in our comps, but we hate going up against it. And I feel like Blizzard tried to fix it when they reduced how much shields each character produces to the point that Arissa's shield is only 600. You may as well not even have a shield at that point when you're Arisa. it hardly holds up. So I think this kind of helps change that a little bit. And then also normally when you queue, it's the tanks that they need the most. So I think they thought maybe this kind of fixes it all around. Let's just only require one tank. And then these queue times might be quicker for everyone. But this is going to feel like a different game, 5v5.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I mean, I trust them, to be honest, to figure out how to balance it and stuff like that. But you mentioned it the other day, because one of the cool things they did show, I I take that back because I said they didn't show a lot of cool stuff, but they did show how they adapted Winston a little bit. And so now Winston has a new ability where he can shoot like a long-range bolt of lightning. So instead of his like spread Tesla gun thing that he has, he can actually like rocket a bolt of lightning out and they show him taking out like a pharaoh with it. And so they are going to tweak the tanks a little bit. They did say, although they didn't demonstrate, but they're giving Zarya two bubbles now that she can cast on other people. So that's going to be interesting because... Ideally, you'd think that that would give her a lot more charge more often, but then Zarya's really strong if she's too charged all the time, because they've nerfed that a few times with her to try to find that sweet spot. But you said it, like if your only tank is a Winston, how? You know, yeah. like, how does that work? I, I, and I don't get that, see how that would right, work. Right. I get that they buffed and gave him a long range shot, but at the same time, Winston can't main tank for your team. <laughs> give him two bubbles <laughs> or or Hammond, right? Like wrecking ball. Like how's that going to happen? Like he can't be your tank. That's just seems like it's not going to work. So there's got to be some other fairly drastic changes that have to accompany this, I'm sure. They haven't talked about that at all, but there's there's a lot that they're doing to the game to make it like feel better, which I'm all for.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to see this change because we always check out the experimental server stuff that they do and we've seen some of these changes in the past like Zarya having two bubbles we've played that we've seen it and now it's interesting to see that all of that was leading up to Overwatch 2 where they're gonna buff the tank and you're only gonna have one my thought process is just that Rhine is basically gonna be a must-have because if you're gonna have any hit scan they're gonna be behind the best shield and I just feel like that's going to be such a competitive advantage. So I'm curious to see how they balance all that out.
0: Some of the stuff, too, that they showed that I, I really did enjoy, with the exception of one thing, which I'll whine about here in a second. Um They did say that they were trying to make the tanks much more brawly. So they don't hmm. want the tank to feel like his job is to just sit there and hold a shield, or to hook one person every seven seconds, and hopefully you get a kill that way or something like that. So they did say their focus is to make the tanks to where they're in the thick of the fight, like all the time. Like they're actually tanky, right? Like maybe they don't do a ton of DPS, but they're just staying in that fight non-stop, which is what they should be doing, right? Like overwatch tanks are goofy because, yes, they have a high health pull. But they're also huge, right? So they yeah. die. You can die really fast as a tank. If you don't have like good supports and another off tank that's helping for that, like that's just bad. So how they manage that is going to be interesting. I I do know that they also said like tanks are getting across the board a knockback resistance, like all mm-hmm. of them and stuff like that. And so there's gonna be like passives for each class. Like DPS are gonna have a speed boost. Uh tanks have like better knockback resistance, and healers will self-heal after a certain amount of time of not taking damage, which okay, I like all of those changes as well. Um, and then the only other like major kind of balancing thing that they had mentioned was that they're trying to reduce the amount of c- like CC in the game. Right. And I think that's great because it's gotten so kind of off the off the charts a little bit that if the other team has a hog a doom a brig and a lucio you know or a mccree like everybody yeah right like everybody has something now it seems like and you're just getting constantly cc you can't even ult anymore like i play a lot of reaper and it's like i don't even want to ult as reaper because somebody's just going to stun me or shut it down instantly like it's very rare that i ever get like a really good ult off anymore so, one of the things they showed with May was she doesn't freeze people anymore.
1: Like, what? This was what she is. This is who she is.
0: How do you take away May's freeze? Like, I get it. People don't want to be, like, chain frozen. But that's the only thing that May does. So, you know what she does now? She slows you down. Yeah. So, they showed, like, a Soldier 76, like, running by. And... You know, she's got her little ice beam and it just kind of slows him down and it does more damage now. And I'm like, May's left click is not for doing damage. It's for freezing people. You icicle somebody if you want to do damage. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too thrilled about what they're doing to May. I am happy about the reduction in crowd control, but. I'd be fine. Get rid of everybody's crowd control. Leave it with, like, May and maybe Doomfist. Like, I think you should have a character that specializes in that, but not every single character in the game.
1: Yeah, especially with May having such a character unique ability. You know, she was the only one who would affect speed and using ice. I always thought it was really neat and interesting. We have a lot of characters now, like McCree and Ash and Widow, and they're all very similar. So when you have these ability-based characters... I like keeping that essence in the game. You know, one thing that I'm really curious to see is since I do an awful lot of healing, now that you're looking at 5v5 and since healers now heal themselves, I really wonder if Mercy is going to get pushed out from a healing rotation because if you only have to heal 3 other characters, you're going to be able to play someone like Zen right. way more often. Yeah, the you're not going to have to heal so much. Yeah. So being able to do more damage, whether it's with Moira or Zen, I could really see that working to your advantage. So I'm curious to see, because I have trouble picturing Mercy, who's not doing really any damage, still fitting in, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see.
0: It's just interesting, because taking away the one tank is going to drastically change the dynamic of a lot of other stuff, and Mm -hmm. I I feel like they know that, but they haven't really talked about it a whole lot yet. And what's funny is, the other thing that really came up on this whole thing, uh, before we move on, is that your pro tank players... So this big thing came out that once they announced that, a lot of the Overwatch pros... Because, the over, let's be honest, the Overwatch League's so big, right? It's probably one of the premier e- esports, you know, federations... <laughs> Foundation. I don't know. <laughs> Federations. Um, you know. Uh, the, yeah, the esports <laughs> federation. Uh, but they're like, hey, I just you know now I'm worried for my job, and I'm like, ooh, I never thought about that, man. Get that
1: unemployment line.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I, you, you, you better be worried for your job, or you better be the better tank on your team. One of the two. It's frustrating for them. I get it. Like, there's this like cynical part of me though that's like, Overwatch is not beholden. to to you as an esports player like i get the concern and the worry but a lot of them were complaining about they didn't consult us how come we weren't like brought in to help with these decisions and stuff like that And i was like i felt like that was a little of an overreach like you're a pro player i get it but you're playing their game like you don't get to help them dictate what happens Like, in the development of their game. I don't know. Like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but then I also felt kind of bad for these pro players at the same time, because it's their job,
1: and they might be out of a job. It'll be a scramble. They'll have to adjust for sure. All right, well, let's take a quick break here and hear from one of our sponsors. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by the Blizzard Gear Store by Fanatics. If you're a long-term listener of the show, you know how much we love Blizzard games here. We even have Overwatch as our number one game on our leaderboard. And I've got great news for you guys out there. You can actually help support our show by purchasing Blizzard gear through multiplayerpodcast.com forward slash blizzardstore. There is clothing for men, women, and children. There's collectibles, toys, so much stuff to browse through and look at. I was taking a look and saw you can order a replica of Genji sword that you can hang on your wall. There's Lego sets, Diva onesies. What more could you guys want? So please check it out at MultiplayerPodcast.com forward slash Blizzard Store. Now back to the show. All right, Josh, we are back. All right, so we're done talking Overwatch 2. This next game... I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to introduce it, (laughs) Josh. Just don't tell
0: any lies, Paul. That's all I gotta say.
1: Don't tell any lies. This was truly the weirdest trailer and the weirdest concept I have heard for a game, at least in the last year. Josh, tell the people about Lies of P. I feel like I just want to stand up like
0: like Maximus from Gladiator, though, and be like,
1: Are you not entertained?!
0: Like, this game, I thought this was a joke at first. So this
1: game... It sounds like an April Fool's Day joke. It it really does. So
0: there is a game called The Lies of P, like the letter P. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds kind of ominous, right? No lie, ha, pun, right? That This game (laughs) is a Dark Souls equivalent, they said, utilizing the Pinocchio like, world and characters. So, Geppetto Mm -hmm. is this, like, grizzled, old, almost like God of War-type guy Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this really gravelly voice, (laughs) and you see him walk into this old, like, run-down factory, and Mm -hmm. there's these weird, big robot-looking things with, like, faces and stuff where they're all ripped open, and they're twitching all freaky on the ground, and it's like Geppetto went in there with this briefcase or this big box and there's something in the box. You don't know what's in there. You can only assume that it's Pinocchio, but it's like he went into the factory, unleashed Pinocchio
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) on these
0: robots who went ballistic, apparently. (laughs) It just goes back into his box and he totes them out. But I I love the world that they have. I'll be honest. I, I was kind of entertained during this, this reveal trailer.
1: It's super dark. It's definitely super strange. I mean, if I told you someone was thinking of making a Dark Souls action RPG-esque Pinocchio game, there's no way you would believe it. Uh, Not at all. I still don't. I'm still not convinced this is a real game. This this might be one of the greatest trolls of all time, but you can go watch this trailer. They don't show any combat. So we don't yet know what that is. It's just a story trailer. It's a story trailer, and we know. That you can read the, the the description of this game on Steam. By the way, Lies of P, you want to know why it's called that? Cause no one knows how to spell Pinocchio.
0: I, when we That's were writing why our, the name. our doc for the show, <laughs> <laughs> I had to spell correct Pinocchio like three different times.
1: Oh uh, yeah. How many N's? How many C's? How many H's?
0: It's terrible. It's terrible. But it's one of the things they said about this game too, which is it sounds very weird to me is that. You have to tell lies
1: to get stronger in the game. (laughs) Yes, they said that the core concept of the game is lying, which again, I don't even really know what that means, but how well you tell lies, I guess, will change the ending of the game. But you're not even just a puppet, you're a puppet mechanoid. So this takes place in the future, and you're going to swap out... Body parts, almost like Biomutant, where you can replace a limb with robotics and you can combine weapons together. We know there's going to be a whole crafting system with weapons. I don't know what to make of this game. I can't wait to see combat because I don't understand how this game is going to work. But I'm intrigued.
0: I am very intrigued. They do actually show Pinocchio at the end of the trailer, which I thought was cool because Geppetto looks pretty pretty bad let's be honest like in a good way uh but right at the end you see geppetto standing behind pinocchio but they don't show pinocchio's face it's only like his torso down and he almost has the uh arm from like winter soldier so it Mm -hmm. looks very similar and you see him he's geppetto saying something like rise my child or something like that and then you see the arm and the hand start to twitch and move but you just get the like you get the sense that Pinocchio is a badass, man. (laughs) You don't want to mess with them in this game. And yeah, I don't know. They said it's Dark Souls. So combat is going to be a huge part of this game. I legit don't know what you get stronger by telling lies means. I can't get the image out of my head that you just grow a big nose and then you run around stabbing people with it. (laughs) I know that's not what the game is going to (laughs) be, but they have to have like a... A Pinocchio Ultimate, where you just straight up impale people
1: with your nose. <laughs> I don't... You know, I was going to say I don't think they'd put that in this game, but I truly don't know, Josh. They legitimately might just put that in the game. Uh, no one knows. And no one knows when this game's going to be released. There's a page on Steam that just says coming soon, which usually implies like the same year. So maybe it'll be Man. a 2021 release, but... We don't know yet.
0: I'm I'm a big fan of dark fairy tale type stuff too. So this is right up my alley. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, obviously there's been zero gameplay shown off, but the the story trailer I thought was great. Like they did a very good job with the mood and the the voice and the making it feel ominous and all that. So I kudos to them
1: so far. I'm definitely intrigued. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely be watching that one closely. And then we have a Nintendo Switch game that's coming out oh, in a little bit less Paul, than a month. You know I don't play much Switch, but I am yeah. pumped for this game. Well, you are on record as saying out of all the golf games, your number one is Mario Golf, Easily. which I still find funny. Easily. I no. love Mario Golf. I It's the best. I, I much prefer the realistic <laughs> golf games, but that's fine. You like the more arcade style. But we have Mario Golf Super Rush coming out on June 25th. And they released a new trailer showing more of the game modes. You and I did talk about it on the show. I was making fun of how they showed speed golf and how you would hit a shot. And you literally have to run on the golf course fighting the other characters running to your ball. And now we've been able to see more of that mode. There's also a battle golf mode. (laughs) Did you watch the trailer? Did you see how battle mode works? (laughs)
0: I I love it. I love everything about it. I'll be honest because it's this is this is going to be the play of the regular golf game with your friends and see who can you know win and get the lowest score and all that. But then it's going to devolve into battle golf slash race golf, and that's going to be great, man. Because there's going to be so many different ways that you control people. I think it's going to be great. I, I I'm super happy with what Nintendo is doing with this game.
1: Yeah, so the regular golf mode is exactly what you would expect. There's really nothing to say there. The characters do have special abilities that they can earn over the course of playing a round of golf. So they showed one, I think it might have even been Mario, that he can activate like his ultimate and wherever his ball lands, there's like a huge shockwave and it'll knock all the other balls further away from the pins. This kills me because I want like the golf game with integrity. I don't like the idea of these wild arcade components, but you can affect other people's balls. They even show there's like modes where you have to intentionally aim and hit stuff or like make your ball land in like a big, you know, pipe or a flower pot of some kind. All that stuff's pretty wild. But the one that I actually thought might be the most fun was battle golf because it's in like an arena And there's like nine holes, and you've got however many people, like, I don't know, six people in there or whatever, and your goal is to sink your golf ball into three flags, and the first person to claim three and still control it is the winner. So if you make a hole in one into one, and then you start working on the second, anyone else could then steal that flag. And that to me seemed cool, because now you're combining speed, but controlling more points than everyone else. And if it has any kind of team mode also, I think that would also make it a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: they need a doubles mode for sure because that would make it that would make it a lot of fun to have that buddy where it's like come on Paul, like me and you, man, let's let's do this. <laughs> um but they're adding a bit of strategy. I mean, golf is a strategic game in a lot of ways anyway, and it's one reason that I like Mario Golf because you know, each character has their different special shots. So when you use that special shot comes into play Uh, you know, so there's that part of it. But like you said, with the battle golf, I think there's going to be a good part strategy, a good part. You have to be good at just the actual golf game because you need to, you need to claim these quick. Like you can't just be smashing the ball around because somebody else is going to sink that first. Uh, so I'm really interested to see the dynamics. Like how does everything mesh together and come into play? This mode might be terrible.
1: (laughs) It could be. It might just be
0: just, Hey, you're going to play regular Mario golf, but we had to add something else in there. So we threw this out there and we know it sucks, but you know, here you go. But it, it could wind up being a lot of fun too. I don't, I mean, I'll definitely try it. It just looks bananas though. You see these characters like every, like they, they demo it. And you see everybody tee off at the same time. It's like, go! And everybody hits the ball. And then everybody just starts Mario sprinting with their arms moving super fast. And they're trucking it down this golf course. And then they start showing off people's special abilities and ground slams and people's waves and stuff like that. Uh, like you said, Mario can do the thing that knocks everybody's ball away from the, the pin. Uh, I forget who they showed that can like knock everybody down as they're running to the flag. I think it was Waluigi.
1: Was it Waluigi? Yeah. He like knocks everyone down.
0: Yeah. So that's like, I love all of these unique abilities. Like, let's be honest with the Mario universe and all the characters, like, that's what you want to have, right? You want to have that one character that you love playing because you love their ability, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm I'm super pumped. I, I'm picking this game up. I've already, my wife and I have already gotten excited about it. I will be playing the Switch a bunch. So all those people that say I never play the Switch,
1: I will be playing it a good bit because I love Mario <laughs> Golf. And... You even have a stamina meter while you run. Like, this is the kind of stuff they're adding to a golf game. So you actually have to, like, collect coins on the golf course, and that will replenish your stamina meter. I'm very curious to see how it all works. I don't really see us playing the strict golf modes. I feel like we would do that on PC, which we've done in the past. Oh, no, I, when we, we pick want the this chaos. one up, it's going to be, be for the battle With our mode. friend group, we want yeah. the chaos of battle mode and speed golf speed and all mode all stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you who love doing single player, it has adventure mode. It's like an RPG. As your golfer levels, you put your <laughs> forgot, stat points.
0: I forgot about the There's adventure There's one player mode. mode.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they do have an adventure mode. Yeah. But they did say you can level up your single player guy and then use them in verses. So it actually might even be required. You might need to. To compete. Yeah. So you can tailor make it to your own skills. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for today. So thanks for listening to This Week in Gaming. We would like to ask you guys to come join our free Discord server. So there is a link in the episode description. You can come join that completely free. It's open to the community. We've got a lot of awesome people who love posting on there. There's tons of action every single day. Come hang out with us. Come chat about gaming. Make suggestions for the show. We would love to hear from you. And then also, once again, if you want to help support the show... Multiplayersquad.com is where you can do that, where you can be a Patreon supporter. You can get some great perks and you can help support the show. You will have our gratitude and our thanks, and that will help us keep the podcast running. And then also you can find us on all social media at MultiplayerPod. That's all we have for today. We'll see you guys on Monday where we will talk about Hood, Outlaws, and Legends. Oh boy, that's going to be a doozy. A <laughs> uh, doozy, Paul. Uh, yep. Watch out yeah. for them assassinations. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys right. on Monday.
0: See you, everybody.